morning and welcome to prayers for your day. This is De- <laughs> this is Danita and today is Wednesday, July the 29th, 2020. As always, 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 I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, all of whom are connected to you either directly or indirectly. On this morning, I don't have my Bible in front of me. I did read and meditate on the Word, and I looked at the time, and I thought, oh, I better get going. So on this morning, I'm going to paraphrase. I want you to go back and read in your personal time uh, what we're going to be praying about today, and it's 1 Samuel chapter 18. Now, on yesterday, um, you know, we've been praying about relationships because sometimes we need to know who we are in the relationship, who the other person is in the relationship. And then we need to know how God desires, what is God's true desire, what is his perfect will for our role in the relationship that we are in. So we started out with um, David and Saul. Start out with David and Saul. Yesterday we got the introduction of David's, uh, not David, of Saul's son, Jonathan. So on yesterday we prayed about the, the covenant relationship that Jonathan and David formed. It was right after David killed uh, the uncircumcised Philistine, Goliath. And he and Jonathan uh, became instant friends. There was an instant connection there. And we know that we also had those divine relationships where we meet people and instantly we are connected. And it's like we've been knowing each other forever. And for some people, you wonder, like, how did we even get cool? Like, you don't even remember because it was so, like, instantaneous. And, you know, you could share and you could open up. And it's like, wow, how could this be? And I've only known this person for this long. And I've known this person forever. And, I don't have that type of relationship with them. So what you see with Jonathan and David is a divine connection, one that that was really orchestrated by God for God's purpose, and we'll read about that more. And so as we pick up after that, and I'm paraphrasing, I believe it starts with verse number five, the word of God says that everything that Saul gave David to do, that David did it successfully. So everything that Saul said, okay, David, I want you to do, David was out was out there doing it, and he didn't just do it in a way where, you know, it was like, oh, he did a good job. No, the Bible says he did it successfully, meaning that God's hand was on him. Then as we continue to read uh, verses, I want to say verses 5 through 11, because, again, I meditated on this word this morning. The word of God says that when he did something, then the women came and said, uh, you know, uh, Saul is able to do this by thousands, but David by ten thousands. Then the word of God says that David began to think of, not David, Saul began to think about what he heard. Like Saul slaying, Saul slays a thousand and David slays ten thousands. And it says, what more can he get but the kingdom? Then the word of God says after that, that Saul kept a jealous eye on David. And, and I want us to think about how, how did all of that happen? How did all of that happen? First of all, 
we know that Saul left the window open for jealousy through disobedience. Okay, that's one point I want you to remember. The door was open because of disobedience. Then he began to meditate on what he was hearing because of the women. That's a whole other subject for any men that are listening. Because of what the women were saying, because of what the women were saying, Saul slays, slays a thousand, David ten thousand. It said he meditated on what he was hearing. He thought, he thought it first started in his mind. In his mind, the jealousy picked up in his mind as he began to compare himself to David and to what other people were saying. Other people, what they had to say. Because they were comparing, then Saul began to compare in his mind. Then the Bible goes on to say how, and I, I love the Bible, the Bible goes on to say how Saul was prophesying and David was playing his harp as usual. This was this part of their day. Then it said an evil spirit from God came forcibly on David, and David started, he, he wanted to pin, uh, an evil spirit came forcibly on Saul, and Saul wanted to pin David against the wall, but it said, but David eluded him, meaning he was able to get away from Saul. Then the Bible says that Saul was afraid of David because he knew that the Lord was with David and the Lord had departed from Saul. Now, I paraphrase all of that, but you got the gist of it. That jealousy, so now we see, now not only do we see in Saul disobedience, but now we see jealousy and fear. And we're going to really break this thing down on Friday because the revelation that I got from it is like, wow. So the the root, the root of where we see Saul now, where he is now trying to kill David, the one that he loved, the one that he connected with instantly, the one that he basically mentored, now he's trying to kill him. Disobedience, jealousy, and now fear. That's what we're seeing. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today, O oh God. Hallelujah. We give you glory, honor, and praise for you are our God and you are our God alone. You are I am that I am. God, you are everything that we need you to be, and we thank you for that, O oh God. You are a friend to the friendless, a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, O oh God. You are our bright and morning star on this morning. You are the lily of the valley. You are the rose of Sharon, O oh God. Hallelujah. And we magnify your name. God, we pray on this morning that our praise to you, that our worship to you, O oh God, will be like a fragrance unto your nostrils, O oh God. Hallelujah. That as we pray about you, as we meditate on your word, O oh God, that you will remember us according to your word, O oh God, according to the book of Malachi, where you said that
book. And we thank you, O oh God, for remembering us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we meditate on our relationships, O oh God, for we know that every relationship, good or bad, O oh God, you have allowed into our lives in the name of Jesus. God, every relationship, relationships that are built on trust, relationships that are built on love, covenant relationships such as David and Jonathan, and even relationships that go sour, even relationships that go bad, oh God, we know that you ordained them. We know that you allowed them in our lives, oh God, and we thank you for that. God, we know that David didn't see it coming. He didn't see the shift in the relationship, just like many of us don't always see the shift in the relationship, oh God, and not and even knowing that Saul didn't really see the shift, but because Saul allowed, he allowed people to get in his ear, because he allowed the things that he heard to now become thoughts in his mind that changed the situation of his relationship. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray over our thoughts, oh God. We pray over our thoughts, and we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would guard our minds on this morning, oh God. That we would not let that the influence of other men or the influence of other women, oh God, to tear down any relationship to tear down the relationship between husbands and wives. We cover every marriage now in the name of Jesus. We cover every couple that is set to be married. We cover, oh God, their future now in the name of Jesus, that they would not allow other people, whether it be in-laws, whether it be friends, whether it be strangers, oh God, to plant a seed of jealousy, to plant a seed of distrust, to plant a seed, oh God, of unfaithfulness, to plant a seed, oh God, of of anger in the name of Jesus, oh God, in our minds or in the minds of those who are in those relationships, oh God, that would ultimately tear them apart. We cover every relationship between siblings and friends, oh God, that that your original plan, your perfect will was for it to be a good relationship, for it to be a divine relationship, but because people have gotten caught up into what other people are saying about the relationship or because people are comparing, hmm, Comparison, <laughs> hallelujah, comparison has been the destruction of many relationships. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, comparison has been the destruction of many relationships. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every person under the sound of my voice, that they would not fall into the sin of comparing their relationship to anyone else's. For God has not called 
your marriage to be like anybody else's. God has not called your relationship between your sons or your daughters to be like anybody else's. Oh, that we would quit comparing. That we would quit comparing our relationships. I know, hallelujah, that it is cliche. I know that a lot of times we look at what's going on on social media and we put the hashtag relationship goals, but the devil is a liar. The only goal that we have in our relationships are to line them up to what God says they should be in his word. Quit comparing relationships. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Quit comparing your relationship to what you see on TV. Quit comparing your relationship to what you see on Facebook or Twitter. Quit comparing your relationship to what your friends tell you or how your friends tell you their relationship is. Because your relationship should be about covering. So if another man or woman is telling you about the about their relationship, beware of that. So that jealousy won't creep in, so that envy won't creep in, so that you won't start looking for what it is that they say. And I quote, that they say, that they have, because nobody knows what happens behind closed doors except Jehovah, except God Almighty. There are many people mm, that have been shooken to the core, that they've been shaken to their core because of a downfall of a relationship because they thought it was one way and the other person saw it another way. Don't be deceived by comparing your relationship, but trust God in all things. Aim to be who God has called you to be in the relationship according to his word. So as a friendship, look at David and Jonathan in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For marriage, look at what God says a marriage should be. Husbands and wives, submit ye to one another. Husbands, be the head of your household. Hallelujah. Wives, give your body, you know, over to your husband. It is not your own. What does God say? Do not commit adultery. Don't go out here and get somebody else's spouse and say that's what God ordained. The devil is a liar. And he is the father of all lies. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. No man, don't let anybody, in-laws, friends, into your relationship. It is dangerous ground. It goes against everything that the Bible teaches. So, God, I thank you for this word. Hallelujah. This prayer and this word, oh, God. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit to expose the comparing, the comparisons that often goes on in our relationships, even in our Christianity. Don't try to be like pastor so-and-so. Don't try to be like 
evangelist so-and-so. Be who God has called you to be. Quit comparing. That is the voice. Mm, that is the Holy Spirit on this morning. Quit comparing. It will be the downfall of your very closest relationships. Do not compare, but look to God to refine, to fortify, to establish, to renew, and to restore those relationships that he has ordained. You got a baby's mama, you got a baby's daddy. The fact that the Lord allowed that child to be here, he has ordained that relationship, period. Build it up. Because you gotta raise that child together. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you and God loves you. Have an awesome day. And remember, don't compare, stop comparing. And maybe this isn't for you, maybe this is for somebody else. Stop comparing your relationship and know that every relationship is by divine order, good or bad. The relationship between Jonathan and David, divine order. The relationship between Saul and David, even though Saul tried to kill him. The relationship between Jesus and Judas. Judas sat at the table, y'all. It was by divine order. It had to happen. For the word to be fulfilled, even those relationships that broke your heart, that broke my heart, they had to happen. Doesn't mean that they can't be restored. Doesn't mean that they won't be restored. But there are some things that have to happen to push us to where we need to be. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.